Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Cookies and Kale podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Levitt. So, you know, we just finished this little series on talking about the health freedom formula. And of course, we finished it with uh, step number four, which is tackling the mindset and really going to work on um, kind of your self-belief when it comes to your food or, uh, and what I mean by that is like nutrition as well, like overall how you view nutrition, uh, your exercise, your body, your health, your Um, you know, kind of ability to succeed when you put your mind to something. And I figured that, you know, that that is hands down going to be, for most people, the hardest uh, element to change when it comes to lasting success and lasting results. And But it's the one that's going to be um, probably the most integral and the most important. Um, So usually when it's like the most challenging, uh, that's kind of a sign that that's what needs the most work um, or what's going to be the most impactful. And so I wanted to take some time today to follow up to how else you might be able to go to work on the mindset. Because again, it's work that you have to do every day um, in every, in, in situations where, uh, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror or you, um, pick a choice, you know, when it comes to nutrition or put food in your mouth or, um, as you, you know, explore your energy or, you know, find yourself thinking things like, I just don't feel good. You know, you, you, your mindset's so integral to all of that. So you're constantly having to think about it. And, um, or maybe not constantly having to think about it, but there are constant opportunities for you to work on improving it. Maybe that's the better way to phrase that. Um, So, you know, before when I first, uh, I think in episode one, shared about my story, and I told you all, um, you know, that was like a a story, uh, there was like a segue there. I was like, that's a story for another day. Um, Well, today's that day. Um, So I want to share with you all um, a little bit more about how I, I believe I actually really overcame my eating disorder. Um, so, you know, for those who've ever had an eating disorder or um, some form of addiction where you are, uh, your behaviors kind of manifest to uh, pr- like maybe block pain or numb pain or um, fill a void or um, anything that you just kind of find yourself like, you, you find yourself like, I know I should not be doing this. This doesn't even necessarily make me feel that great after the fact, but like in the moment, that's how you deal with life, right? And um, it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, food addiction. It could be alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be cigarettes. It could be sex. It could be gambling, you know, whatever kind of these common addictions are. It could be even, you know, smaller things. Like maybe it's not food, but maybe it's sugar. Um, Or maybe it's like fried foods or salty foods, um, something in particular. Um, You know, typically these are things that like are not healthy and we know that they're not that good for us, but we can't seem to break out of it. Um, You know, anybody who's who's dealt with that before knows how hard it can be. Um, to, to like, just stop. Like it's kind of like a process. Um, if you've ever been through therapy, um, typically, you know, kind of the evidence-based approaches are things like cognitive behavioral therapy, um, that provide very effective alternative, um, behaviors based on your recognized thought patterns and the triggers that occur in your life. So it kind of equips you to handle what's going on differently. Um, And it's, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is pretty awesome. Um, If you've ever gone through it before, if you know anything about it, it's pretty, it's a pretty cool uh, 
therapy modality. Um, and I want you to understand that this podcast is in no way, shape or form, um, saying that you should not seek professional help or, um, quit professional help if, uh, you know, if it's not working for you or whatever, um, that's always up to you and, and and is at your discretion. I'm just sharing with you like what helped me, um, and, and kind of what didn't. Um, so I, um, basically in 2000, so it's, it's 2019. So in 2013 is when I finally like got over my eating disorder, but I started having issues with it. Um, I think in like 2004 and, um, like, I think it was just under nine years that I was dealing with it. And, um, you know, I ended up in therapy during college. My parents were, you know, like really concerned about me and they sent me to a therapist and, um, you know, I learned, I, I like had known some of this stuff. I was in psychology classes in college and, um, I had a lot of the behavior, elements, right? Like it's like the thing where you know what to do, where you kind of get to a point where you know what to do. And it just, for me, it wasn't necessarily helping. It was like helping on the surface and giving me alternative behaviors, but I still felt like it wasn't really, really helping. Um, and so fast forward to 2013, um, I had met, uh, my husband, my, um, at the time was just my boyfriend. I had met him, um, towards the end of 2012, and pretty like knew really early on, like very quickly that, um, I wanted, I, I was like, I think I'm going to marry this guy. Um, there was just something about him. It just felt right. Um, I did not have a really strong relationship, uh, with Jesus at the time, honestly, like I considered myself a Christian to an extent, but I was like leaning more towards agnostic because I let my science brain kind of like dictate, well, you know, how does this make sense? And, you know, explain to me, you know, the dinosaurs, like I wanted to pick apart any, uh, opportunity I could, uh, because I just, none of it, I, I never explored it. I just didn't have that foundation. And, um, my husband was a, a pretty strong believer and I uh, had grown up in a strong, you know, family of faith. And, um, you know, at times that was actually, like, we had like a couple fights over it, uh, just because I was like, I don't understand, like, like, how do you believe this? Like, I just did not understand that inherent belief. And, um, so we met and started dating in, um, like September, October, uh, I guess we officially started dating in like November. Um, he like asked me if we wanted to make it Facebook official just to, to date <laughs> like our journey. Um, and so yeah, we started dating in November and, uh, by I think May we were like, we're going to move in together. Like we had, you know, already started talking about getting engaged. Like we knew that's where it was going. And so we moved in and I of course was the whole time still dealing with my big, big, big secret. Um, you know, he definitely had no idea that I was bulimic and it was something that really scared me because, um, you know, obviously now he was going to be like in my space and like impacting my ability to like let my addiction freely be itself. And, um, one time, so we had moved in together and one night we had, um, we had been, we had gone out to, um, a local bar. It was during the work week, but he had, um, just come back from a trip, um, air force trip from Alaska and had some venison that he had, or maybe it was moose, um, that he had acquired on the trip. And he had a friend at this bar who was like, Hey, come bring it down here and I'll cook it for you. And so we did. And of course we grabbed some cocktails and, um, I was just in a really bad mood that day, like beyond 
you know, just everything ticked me off. Um, and for, for anybody again, who's kind of like been through an addiction, you know, uh, it's kind of like the throat being in the throes of addiction. Like you just start to get like, I describe it as feeling scritchy inside where you feel, um, like you want to, uh, like you, you can't really necessarily pinpoint what's making you upset, but you just want to kind of like scream or yell and you're just frustrated. Um, and so, we ended up getting into a fight, um, probably a little bit of, you know, alcohol was fueling it over. Like, I don't even remember what it was about. Like it was dumb. And I was so angry. I went and sat in the car, um, until we were ready to go back home. And, uh, when we got home, he like went straight to bed. He, you know, men have that ability to just like turn it off. And, um, I, that just made me more angry and I like wanted to wake him up so that we could finish our fight. And all of a sudden I just had this sense of like, you're going to lose him, Jenny. Like I just, I was able to recognize like this was completely crazy on my part, um, in terms of how I was responding and feeling and letting my emotions dictate things. And so I had to just like convinced sense, like this is going to end if you don't tell him what's going on. And so I wrote a note, um, and basically like told him everything and I went upstairs and I put it on the pillow like next to him, um, while he was sleeping because I figured, you know, he would be able to wake up, like recognize, cause I left the light on, I recognized that I wasn't there and read the note. And, um, then we could have a conversation cause I was like too scared to tell him you know, face to face. And I went downstairs cause we were in a duplex at the time. And I cried my eyes out because I was so convinced that he would read this note and think like, I can't handle that. I can't deal with this. Um, you know, you're not who I thought you were like, whatever, you know, I was just so, so, so scared. And, um, I, like he had just bought new deodorant and it was like sitting on the counter downstairs. And I remember just like smelling it and being like, this is the last time I'm going to smell this. I was really, really convinced that he was going to leave me. And, uh, so many times I felt the urge to just go upstairs and rip up the note. Obviously he hadn't read it yet. You know, he hadn't come downstairs. And then I just felt this incredible presence just tell him. And it was like, you know, you have a voice inside your head um, that like, if you read something, you like read it in a certain voice. Like that's like your internal voice. So you know that pretty well. This was not that voice. This was a voice and it telling me like, it's going to be okay. And it's the only thing that kept me from going upstairs and ripping up the note. You know, I fell asleep in our guest room and he came in in the morning and um, he was like super emotional and of course concerned, but he obviously was like, I want to stick with you through this. Like, I want to see you get through this. And the relief of knowing that he took me exactly as I was. And I believe that I met Jesus that night, the night before. I think he was the only thing that prevented me from going upstairs and ripping up the note um, and continuing to live in this awful addiction that just kept me chained to um, such an unhealthy relationship with myself that like would absolutely take down um, my ability to have a healthy relationship with Bobby. And literally that day, things went away. Like before when I've tried, I've tried, you know, the, the therapeutic modalities and the other behaviors, alternative behaviors, um, the, the cravings were still there. The triggers were still there. The emotions were still there. The frustrations were still there. I did not have any of those after I, you know, kind of had this conversation. And, you know, what's crazy, I actually skipped over this part, but this is kind of really important, is that 
um, before, you know, my husband and I had been going to church, um, at a local church. I was, you know, trying to, um, explore it. I knew it was important to him and I wanted to get back into my relationship with faith. And, um, I had been trying, been praying and like trying to pray for relationship with God and with Jesus and kind of to understand it. And, um, there's a local church here that actually has like a cross that you can pin, uh, your challenges and burdens on. And, um, so after, after we, I think this was, this all went down on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, like that weekend, I wrote the word bulimia on a piece of paper and I pinned it to the cross and I have never, this is, you know, uh, almost six years later, I have never gone back to the depth and the darkness of where I was. Um, it was the first step that I took in this healthier mindset towards my health and towards my food and towards my body. Um, and it was like the first step that I needed to take that created just such a solid foundation of love and um, acceptance and belief um, that I was worth more. I was worth so much more than what I was putting my body through and what I was putting my emotions through um, and kind of what I was trying to like box into. Um, you know, obviously there's like more that goes on that manifests, usually manifests as relation or issues or relationships with food. It's usually not about the food. It's usually like other things. Um, and so it was just kind of like the first step for me to really be able to, um, fix that and, and go to work on laying like a healthy foundation. And so, you know, whether or not you have a relationship with, um, with Jesus or whatever faith or, um, you know, belief system that you may have, I just encourage you to include that. Um, it's so powerful when you actually invite, and I believe when you invite Jesus into every area of your life, you know, that's what's going to be what does, you know, the, the fills in the cracks and what fills in and makes the most solid foundation. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. And I, I literally owe my uh, true salvation, but like my salvation from the eating disorder, like I owe that in my, my opinion, I completely owe that to, um, my relationship with Jesus and him showing up that night and giving me the courage to know that it's going to be okay because I was meant to be with Bobby and, you know, he was going to be the one who was going to help me through it and, um, be there for me in ways that, you know, no one else had ever been there. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to put out there, but, um, if this even just helps one person who's really struggling in the, in, in those areas, um, who has not yet invited Jesus in, um, then, then this podcast is totally worth it. This like total expose all podcast is totally worth it. Um, so, you know, know that, um, prayer is powerful. And for people who don't, um, who don't understand that because I didn't understand that. And I totally get why it's very easy to say like, you know, thoughts and prayers are like such a really, like it's such a passive way to handle something. Um, the, the power of prayer I believe is actually really, really powerful for, um, starting to shift someone's, um, mindset. It's like this energy thing, right? Like, you know, whether, whether you consider it to be energy or prayer, um, cause I know not everybody has the same belief and I'm not trying to put my belief on anybody. Um, but whether it's energy or prayer, like this idea of the universe or, um, possibly even karma, um, you know, it's, it's important and it really does impact someone's ability to, 
um, kind of unlock some of the subconscious stuff that's going on and begin to heal. So, um, you know, I would just encourage you not to discount that and encourage you to invite that in, especially into the mindset, um, because that's going to be, uh, you know, this idea of mindset, right. was this like fixed state of mind when you think about something, um, you know, I had a fixed state of mind that I didn't really believe in Jesus. And I had a fixed state of mind that I couldn't get better because I tried all the things and I was just accepting that like I was always going to have this eating disorder and this horrible relationship with food. And both of those things have drastically changed in my life. So, um, you know, don't discount the power of belief, um, both in yourself and in a higher power and also the power of prayer. So um, if you do want prayer ever, I am more than happy to pray for you um, or pray with you. So you can always reach out to me. And of course, um, I'm here cheering you on in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I think that everybody is worth it and everybody's um, health is worth it and their health freedom is worth it. So thank you so much for tuning in to this kind of emotional and challenging um, episode today. But I feel like it's so important to know that there's more to um, me as a health coach. Um, there's more to, um, you know, pe- people need to know, I think that like, just because I feel like or I sound like I have it all figured out, I didn't always. And um, it's important to know that uh, you too, if you don't feel like you have it all figured out, like you too have um, the ability and uh, the <clears throat> hopefully the, the skills and the tools now needed uh, to start getting there. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow for episode 11.